This is the Canadian Society of Cinematographers podcast. Join us as Canada's cinematographers discuss the tools and techniques they use in shaping the aesthetics of their current projects. This podcast features cinematographer Boris Mazrowski, CSC, in conversation with Jeremy Benning, CSC. In this episode, Boris discusses his work on the DC comic series Titans. This podcast was recorded on February 20th, 2019 in Toronto, Canada. I'm Boris Mazrowski. We're here to talk about cinematography. Filmmaking. I Filmmaking. Guess. I don't know. I'm so confused. Like this is, it's interesting how now that I'm starting prep, mm-hmm. I'm probably thinking about very different things than if I'm in the middle of shooting and if, you know, I just finished the project. So my attitude toward cinematography or filmmaking is probably different now. I was driving over and I was thinking about that mm. uh, because right now I'm in the stage of being scared. Uh, about everything (laughs) and being very anxious Um, and uh, I have this weird process of like thinking about the worst all the time Mm. and uh, in life right this is me damaging Jeremy's studio (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah it's it's kind of uh, I think I reinvent what filmmaking and cinematography mean for me every time I start something because and then I I settle in the same spot kind of like I, I don't really I learn new things probably but I don't like nothing majorly changes but while I'm prepping I think everything is going to be different and this time mm. I'm probably going to fail and it's going to look terrible <laughs> so you're thinking like I'm going to throw out all the things I've done before because I, I have to do it differently this time or no it's... no it's it's actually very honestly it's out of fear where I go okay this time Maybe I can't do that. I cannot, you know, rely on that. I, right. I will have to come up with a different way. And I would like to say to you that I throw every, like, you know, consciously I'm, you know, calm and I, I decide that I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to approach everything differently just as mm-hmm. a, uh, an artistic experiment or approach. But no, it comes out of like just pure anxiety. Mm. Uh, but I've learned to also like it because, you know, that, that fear, it's like like, you know, it's some kind of weird version of uh, if the feeling is a captor, then I have a Stockholm sy- syndrome with that. <laughs> right, right. Because if they say, I guess it forces you to reevaluate why you did it that way last time, and maybe it's not going to be good enough this time, and I need to think of, of a different way of doing it. Yeah, and and but but the, the trouble with that is that I kind of most of the time settle for the same methods, uh, and the results might not be the same, and they aren't because you know it's different shows different things sure uh but the methods kind of like i don't know are we are we so used to one way of thinking you know because you can you look at painters and uh you know you can look at any painter and they they go through phases yeah uh some some don't but most do Hmm. uh and uh but you can find in every phase you can find that painter in there right so do they really go through phases or they're just like kind of delaying getting to the final phase but not right. consciously you know? right right oh. like they're looking for some sort of uh like master way of doing it and it takes it's that journey of how they figure out how to get there exactly yeah right. yeah. yeah so that's that's what's happening right now because <laughs> this is the second season for titans right yeah. So, yeah but you're going through that process of like i have to kind of change what i did or last last time around it wasn't good enough or or there's new challenges that you didn't have to face Last season is like a combination of all those things. It's a it's a combination of all those things. But you know, I I think we're now with Titans we're facing that thing that I guess young cinematographers would say that that's 
like a great point to start from because uh, people go, yeah, yeah, just let's do what we did last time. Everybody's happy, but that's the hardest thing to do. Mm. What, like, you, if, if you're not striving to improve, that's you know, then you know you're stagnant. That's not good. But also, what are you? What what like then you have to recognize what is it? You know, we were looking for something and we found it. Uh, but now you have to identify what that is too, right? Because kind of as, you, as you're doing it and as you see these images and they get cut together, you have all kinds of comments on your own work, other people's work, etc. So all these comments, all these um, uh, feelings and, and, and techniques, they all come together yeah. somehow and it's either good or bad. But so, so when somebody says this is good, then are you going to fix it a little more? Or you're gonna break it, you know. That's kind of it's, it's yeah. a very simplistic or simple, sure. simple way of thinking about it. But it actually becomes quite major, you know. W w what is it that we're changing? You know, like we want to be more. We on Titans, we wanted to be. I accidentally said this in in the in, in the second interview. I said, let's make a a, a show where um, it's a drama with superheroes in it, right? And that kind of, and then the showrunner said, yeah, because we wanted to be grounded, and then we, you know, kind of built around that. Uh, so how can we be more grounded? Maybe that, you know, that's something that I'm now thinking about, like to make that superhero show as grounded as possible visually and, you know, in, mm. in, in terms of other, other aspects of, uh, of storytelling. So, so that's, but the dilemma is like, there's so many streams that one is thinking about the dilemma is, are we going to make it better or worse or right. that's not a dilemma that's the fear <laughs> right well so, will, will this process actually make it worse yeah by trying to make could, it better right it could sure it could it could be i don't know bland i don't even know it could be something, could be something but was that that, that, that idea of it, of it being like grounded was that was that you pitching that to them or did they come to you say we want this to be grounded? It, it's funny i i pitched it but that's what they wanted mm. so it was kind of it was really good i've never i've never well no, i never i on Titans, there was a weird symbiosis uh, with, you know, us, Brendan Stacey and I, uh, cinematographers of, of the show, and then uh, the showrunner and uh, the showrunners, we had three of them. Um, we kind of, we were on the same page without trying to get on the same page. Mm. So that was very easy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and they liked after you know the first few frames and days or whatever of the pilot they just liked it and and that was exactly it mm -hmm. in, and it was grounded and whatever that means you because you gotta like because you, you, you did the first you shot the pilot essentially uh, yeah i shot i, I right. shot the pilot but but during that pilot everybody said yeah that's it wow that's it but then the, the hard part was um and that's interesting in series the hard part was how do we maintain that mm -hmm. because there's that whole thing uh, about various directors coming in right and so so they'll have ideas obviously but they come into a tv show so their ideas have to kind of fit with the idea of the tv show is yeah but some will do that more than others and some will just say i don't i don't really care what this like this is what i want we do a close-up with an 18 and then you know you know how do you deal with that different people deal with that a different way yeah yeah some yeah. some will say we don't do that or some will say let's try it Right? Yeah. And so there's kind of two options. There's probably sure. a third option. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so so maintaining um, was a thing that Brendan and I kept kind of thinking about. And that's probably the only thing in Titans, for example, that we failed at. Not the only thing. What am I saying? We failed probably at many things. But uh, one thing that we failed at the most, I think, is maintaining the same movie visually. 
That you started with the pilot, you mean? We started with the pilot that looked a certain way, and then I don't know, episode three was still kind of there, and then episode five, I think I forget the numbers now, was absolutely brilliant. But then like six and seven were excellent, but they were not part of the same series. Uh-huh. Kind of. well, they were right, but but I would would have loved for them to be more of the same movie. And then you know, Brendan shot episode ten, I think, and 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 then that one was. The most like the the pilot in in its approach, and probably much better than the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, so so th- there was a, a little bit of a roller coaster, and that's normal. That's normal. Uh, but I'd like to think that when you make a series, and and that's probably very hard, and you know this really well because you did the expense like as as the only DP for a couple of years, right? And then and then with and, and then sharing then, it, yeah. yeah. But 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 that that first uh, first two years where it's super hard to do by yourself. It's very hard. Yeah, you are kind of maintaining that the whole thing and it becomes very hard for you and then when two people are doing that it's probably even harder right or, or and and easier at the same time and easier because yeah yeah because you know luckily we, we both had partners, partners. like like you know i think brendan's a better dp than me so he can just <laughs> you know do whatever whatever he wants um or whatever i was doing um but uh my, my point was how do you uh, a series should still be the one movie of 10 episodes or 13 episodes, you know, like sure. I, I really believe in that. Yeah. But I find that super hard to, to kind of achieve because there's so many elements and we're not, I mean, while we rule the visual world of the series or however you want to call that, I mean, we can't be everywhere and, uh, and, and, you know, things just go out of hand. Sure. And, and you know, how do you do that is a, is a probably number one thing in my head right now. How to maintain that. How to maintain that. How, right. how do we like, how, how's that achieved? What's the, how do we define the role of the cinematographer in the, in in relation to that in the you know? series world? In because the series, world. right? Yeah, because that's the unique part of doing series work is, exactly. is maintaining something over a long mm-hmm. period of time. Yeah. I mean, I think that for me was also the the trick was realizing in series because you know I was new to it with the Expanse was the idea of realizing that well what I did in, in episode like two and I and then I come back to the same set in like episode four or five. And it's like, oh, I want to change something. And at first I was like, I can't change it because I've already established it. And then I realized, wait a minute, I can't change it because no one's probably going to really notice. And if I'm doing it in a way that still fits, I can change it. So there's that idea of like, how do I keep making it better? Right. Yeah. Even though I've already set something yeah. in motion that in the past, if you were doing a movie, you'd be like, oh, I can't change it now. We've like, I can't go from like scene this to scene 10 and change the way a set is lit. Mm-hmm. But with a series, you, you have that freedom a little more. Yeah. So yeah. it does allow you because there's more time in between. It's like, mm-hmm. well, there's been three episodes since anyone's seen this. Yeah. Sad. You plus, what will they? You know, what will they notice? Like we can, you know, we can skillfully kind of, you know, hope, hopefully. You yeah, know, you morph it into it so it's it not like jarring. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or if it is jarring, then like it's completely intentional for whatever. Um. Yeah. Know, it's story a story reason for being jarring. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, th- that's interesting because when we did um, Twelve Monkeys, did we have to talk about Titans only, or no, no, talk about so everything. Um, Twelve Monkeys with Dave Green. I mean, I, I look up Dave. Dave is. I call him Master Green. Dave, yeah. <laughs> Dave Green is, you know, like I, I want to be Dave Green one day, uh, but I realize I can never be Dave Green, you know. Uh, you can only be you. I can only be me, but, yeah. you know, really, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Dave, Dave, Dave establishes this world, mm. and, you know, everything was kind of, you know, he said the future is not friendly, so the light is from underneath, never from above, etc. Right. And we, we both had this obsession before that with side light, only as if like I, I have this 
I, I probably shouldn't say this because I have to explain it, uh, or or I'll probably fail explaining. It, but I think top light is evil, no. and I and if I do top light, lightning will strike, and I will be dead. <laughs> this, this is like this is in my subconsciously in my head, uh, and then sometimes I'll do it because it's appropriate or. I don't know what else to do, or you know, like I'll look at it, and go, this is great, right. and then then I can't even admit that to myself, and right. let alone Dave Green. Like I, I just like I make sure he doesn't watch the episodes right. <laughs> that are toplit, um, or the shots. But uh, that's you know, joking aside, like we we both kind of like that super soft, you know, single source, yeah, side light, no sure. fill, no. And then when he established that world, maintaining the look in Twelve Monkeys was very easy. Because we had that studio, and that was all kind of set up. And, I mean, it evolved, and new sets were added, et cetera. But the principle, we kind of just always did. And when we were outside of the studio, we were in different worlds, mm-hmm. different time times. So we'd go to the 70s, we'd go to 1300s, we'd yeah. go to... And there was no maintenance anymore of, of any kind of look because the look was reinvented every time. Right. And it kept it very fresh. So every time we went back to the studio, we're like, okay, well, that's, you know. This is the kind of like constant and everything else can change. Everything else can change. So, but with, you know, Titans or another series, that's kind of most of the time not not the case. It's right. At least not to that extreme. No. Because I, I we, we ran out of ideas. This, this, this is crazy because I thought I would never run out of ideas because I usually have too many of them. I, you know, like mm. people have to like, tell me to, to hold off, uh, where we didn't know what to do with periods anymore. Like wow. 1962, oh my God, we did 60, we did 70, we did 65. What does 62 look like? Wow, you know? yeah. um, and then you conclude that really it didn't look that much different than today, but you got to kind of ignore that. Sure. Well, I think, I mean, it's funny because I, I read, I reread the article in the magazine about uh, 12 Monkeys. Uh-huh. And then I, and I watched Thief because I hadn't seen it yet. Oh, okay. Just to kind of understand what you were saying. And it's, and it's interesting seeing the, the jumping around and, and then, and then you talking about how like working with Dave and, you know, and it made me think of like the position I was in of, of like sharing something, a show with someone and, and the idea of, um, like you said, like running out of ideas. And I felt that, that when I, to bring somebody else in actually, cause I felt like I was running out of ideas mm-hmm. and it's like, so, and we had all these new sets and in the same way, like the, each set had its own set of rules. So there was no real convention of like how you uh-huh. light something. There was like, it could be top light. It could be from the bottom. It could be whatever mm-hmm. it, the environment dictates it, you know, in a utilitarian sort of way. So when, when I brought Ray in and Mike Galbraith, I basically like, and they had some big sets that it's like, okay, well your episode, you're establishing this giant set that is, you're the one starting it. So I was basically saying like, look, it's come up with ideas. Like I want someone else to have ideas. Nice. I want fresh ideas. Cause I'm kind of like running out of them and I want someone else to bring a new idea to the table. And I fully support that. So, I mean, I would sort of check in with what they were doing to make sure that he was cool and comfortable, but really I let them kind of like to do that. And, I, and I'm assuming that you guys probably have that same trade off of like, okay, I'm going to be this new thing we're building. I'm going to start that. And something it might be a, a set that you establish that you only you're going to do it, and Dave never has to be in that yeah. set. So it's yeah, it's we, that, we it's did that balance. That, that's very very generous of you, but I think and, and, and that's how it should be. That's the best part because you know we Dave and I always did that, and and Ben and I did that mm-hmm. all the time. Where it's like it's two of us basically making this series, um, and you know we we what's more. What is more fun than having uh, a co-DP 
uh, on a series. Like I, I think that that what drives me to do series. Sure. <laughs> that's that's actually my my that's what what I like the most about the process. Which is interesting because some people have actually asked me and and said things like, you know, doesn't that scare you? Like you're giving up creative control, and isn't that like your worst fear of like you're, it's it's not just you anymore? And now like someone else has to put their stamp on. I'm like, yeah, but that's actually that's, how you survive it. Exactly, and not only and that, it's, it's more filmmaking. Fun. I mean. Can can one person control it like that? We we fight for control, but the moment we realize, like on a film set on a movie or TV series, control is malleable. I mean, it really needs to morph all the time. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, we all I'm, I'm always guilty of that because we lose lose sense of how much we try to control something, and maybe sometimes there's a really good reason, sometimes not. Right. But with, with another DP, especially when you get to kind of, you know choose that person or be chosen by by that person for a good for, by another person for a good reason um and when when two people are matched in 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 many ways um it's it's just the, the greatest experience because yeah. then like you can get to geek out like you know <laughs> talk about you know i don't know the well, and you can, like and you can, and, and you can inspire each other right absolutely which it's is like oh wow that's thing. an amazing idea and like I, and you know you share these amazing ideas and and then Oftentimes they'll become a hybrid of the two, and now it's like a third better idea that the two of you exactly. individually wouldn't have come up with without the two coming together. Yeah, and I, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. Like I, I've heard other people say this, but when I go to somebody else's set, I see things that are very maybe simple and very usual, like you know, like practice for for other DPs. But for me, it's like a new discovery. I can't, that's what, like, that's amazing. You do that. Right, they're sure. like, yeah, you always do that. It's like, what are you talking about? That's simple, you know. Right, w whatever it is, right? Like I on I did Nightfall in uh, in in Europe in Prague and um, and in Czech Republic, um, and I did, I work with Tom Yatsko. Okay, and Tom Yatsko has been forever uh, around forever, and and he's he's you know an amazing DP. Um, so you know at the beginning we didn't know each other, so I I couldn't. I forget now. I couldn't start the series. He could start the series. And the, the, the who started schedules. first? He he started. He okay. ended up starting, and uh, and we talked about it. And like we we discovered certain similarities and some certain things that we did a little differently. But then I come to his, come to his set the first day or the second day, and like totally curious how things are gonna you know go etc. And and he's using these black silks everywhere, and I'm looking at the black silks and I. I've never used the. This is exterior sets. day or something. This is a this interior oh. castle. Oh, okay. Night day wow, doesn't right. matter. So, so I go, Tom. What what the hell is this black silk doing? It's just knocking your light down. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and he goes, No, no, that's the invisible light. Look at this. So you look at it, um, live at the, the you know at the actors, and then you look at the monitor and very very different hmm. i'm like dude i'm stealing this i'm start like <laughs> i started using fill light black silk light became my fill light hmm. which i haven't used fill light ever right you know like it's just not part that was never part but this is beautiful I, tom yatsko taught me something very new and something so normal to him interesting you know um but you know like he 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 would come to my set and I move lights all the time, which I picked up from Dave a long time ago. So his actors move how as in as in like carrying them or we, we carry them on wheels on whatever right. following so, the actor or following them following them around the yeah, room and everything. Right. But it becomes very extreme because every, at some point now 
on 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 nightfall we went to an extreme with that because lights were always just moving everybody mm. everything moves the camera the actors and the lights six lights seven lights wow 11 lights everything is moving right um electrics are tripping it's it's one of those like can, how can we make this work so so mm. if not if, if a director we had a director from he's a dutch director um, and he's not used to certain conventions that we kind of are used to in in, uh, in television. And he really, he really pushed me to the limit uh, because I he would go, well, I just want the set to be lit 360 degrees, but it's a medieval, it's 1344. Right, so you right? can't put light everywhere. I, I can't, like right. it doesn't make any sense. And it's all um, firelight, sure. you know, and, uh, and really that doesn't really light anything, you know. Um, Plus, you want to kind of have that little bit of, of, you know, not burnt out flame detail, flame, and you know, so so all of that. So we would we would have often we would have these four by four soft boxes, um, and there would be six or seven people carrying them in choreography with, with like chalk on the ground. Um, they would follow the the because we would turn three sixty with the actors several times sometimes, um, and cover cover the scene that way. But that was that was one of those like little things, and then Tom Yatsko is like, "Okay, this is crazy. I'm actually not gonna do this, but it's fun." <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can't see the light moving, which is that, that's what I learned from Dave. Like, if you do it right, it, it works. So. so you're talking about like actually physically up someone carrying the light, carrying light, yeah. right? Or I mean, it's a bigger light because you know if it's a light tile, yeah, um, it will be on wheels, and, and like a couple guys are rolling it, kind of. Yeah, thing. rolling. We would get some kind of you know silent silent wheels or sure whatever. yeah yeah it's interesting because it's i mean for me i occasionally i will do that but it, it depends on the shot but there's sometimes where it's like there's no place i can put the light it's like it's got and the camera's seeing everywhere and i gotta put something in their eyes and it's like how do i do that without moving exactly. it? it has yeah. to be carried and then it's like then you get into the thing of like having a dimmer cue so that it's only on for a certain part and when they get here that it turns off and then you've got like the dimmer board guy is like doing cues to kind of get the light on and off at the right time and lights in the set are turning it off and on and off at the right time so it's like it's the same thing it's like yep. you're you're kind of chasing chasing <laughs> everything around and trying to not see the light moving or turning on and off and all that yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's it's it can, it can get complex but uh that's the fun part it's it, the fun part know? and yeah. it's like i mean it's 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 funny because those are the days when i think to myself it's like if this was cg Mm. I can put the light anywhere and have it be invisible. Because mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. who do CG work, they can do that. They can have like they can take light away and add it and have it the source right. literally be in the shot and it's not there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's kind of like what we're trying to do for real. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But we 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 well, have, you have to we have physical limit. We see the lights, so they have to not be in the shot or or they can be erased, which is the the, the most beautiful thing. I've done that a few times. Raised how? Well, I mean, if you, if you can choreograph the shot where the light is in the in this like amazing spot, a meter and a half from the actor or whatever, right? And it's moving on just one axis, right? And then you can they never cross it, so you, no, so you erase it digitally. Oh, you erase it. Oh, that's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, it, yeah, that, yeah. But that that makes me. When I see that sometimes, and when I've done it a couple of times, I think uh, that makes me so happy because it's the, invi- the, the impossible source that's yeah. so perfect. Yeah, yeah, I've done that with lights that are like in the top <laughs> of the shot in a place where we couldn't not frame out the ceiling. So you just and it's uh-huh. there, and then we just then we do a, we take the light away and then do a plate shot without the light there. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the same idea where it's or it's up from the side and it's a place where I have to put the light there. You have to, right? I have to. Yeah. It's like so we'll put it in and we know we're gonna paint it out. Yeah. 
So, but isn't there isn't there that like weird feeling of the impo- like it's almost like it's so magical? Yeah, it is. Like the light, the source, the source is supposed to be there, but it's not. And yeah. Then I turn to somebody <laughs> next to me, like my wife usually, and she goes, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. Cool. Yeah. Um, Let yeah. me just check this thing. Make sure it's still. Oh boy. Sorry, um, I'm talking too much. No, it's good. How long it's is good. this? I don't. I mean, I oh. just I cut it down. I mean, it'll oh. probably end up being like half an hour or something yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um. So how did when you did when you did uh, Twelve Monkeys? Had you worked? Had you co DP with someone before that? In the way that you work with David? No, no, that was actually the. F- that's the first time. Yeah. And how did that happen? Like, did, did David he approach you and say, "Do you want yeah, to do this David, with me?" Because he had I done it by himself before. Yeah, he did. It, he did it with uh, Tico, I think. Or Dave did most of the first season, then Tico joined him at the end of the first season. Okay, don't quote me on that. Something sure. like that. Yeah, and then, um, and then Dave, uh, Dave and I talked before. Like, we wanted to try to find something where we could work together. And then uh, the opportunity came in the second season. Okay, uh, and he said, "Why don't you, you know." Join us on the second season, and uh, the show I was doing didn't go into success, something like that. And I, I said, "Amazing!" So, um, so that's it was a it was Dave who just made it all work. That's great. Yeah, that's great. So you did so season three and four were you, you and David together? Two, three, and four. Two, three, and four. Yeah, oh, wow, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that's great. It was great. It was just such a that show was amazing because we had a showrunner who really was making his movie. You know, Terry, uh, Terry, Terry Metalis. Yeah. yeah, he. He really, really uh, loved that show and was there all the time. And he really was like the... The masterminder. The mastermind. The, the, you know, the kind of like in a movie, the, the director that you have, you know, direct a movie, he was kind of that director behind the directors. That, sure. Which the showrunner, I guess, should be like, I don't know, it's, it's, just, it's, a, it's a complicated issue or complicated thing. Because uh, some showrunners are purely writers who kind of rarely come to set. That's true. Um, some are filmmakers, which makes, I think, our lives better. Um, and Terry was both. Uh, and Terry directed, uh, I think, three episodes and the finale, or four episodes. And the finale, and that was his first um, time directing, but he, he really was so ready for it because the whole time he was in it. He was really already know? there. Yeah. So Yeah. He never missed, like, he was... <laughs> At both units, I don't think Terry slept, it's amazing. Uh, which is just amazing, and that's why you know when when people people who like that show they love it, and uh, they really like they're so into it, and and critics were re- really kind to that show, uh, and for a good reason, you know, like he, he they were really connected did. with his his connection to the absolutely. Show. Yeah. I mean, I I mean with our show with Narraine, our showrunner is, I, I would say the same kind of thing. I mean, he hasn't directed any episodes, but I think he's so involved with the the making of it that he he just couldn't. It, you know, because he's so involved with, I mean, all the VFX work, mm-hmm. and all the exterior space work. I mean, and he's a, you know, he's a PhD engineer like by trade. Oh, cool. You know, that's what he did before he got into film. So his, he, he understands the physics of the show. And so much of the show is about physics that every VFX shot he is working out, you know, he's working with the VFX people to choreograph what things should be doing. And I'm amazed that he can remember all of it. Because when I go to the okay. grading sessions and he's on the phone in LA and we're going through it, he'll see a shot come up and he's like, oh no, that's the that's the previous version. That's not this version of the shot. He knows it all. And there's like two or 300 shots in every episode that are VFX. And he knows everyone. He knows which shot is, oh, that should be this version. 
or you know or that wasn't rendered properly or this should have happened and and so he's doing that he's overseeing the sound mix the score the scripts you know you know in the concept art meetings the props and all that and it's like it takes that one person to, to be do, to yeah. be it you need that kind of singular you know it, everything go, filters through him mm-hmm. creatively and it sounds like that's what terry is doing terry definitely did that and, and we had that, those mul- multiple timelines right so i mean to keep all that straight follow it. yeah you yeah. couldn't follow it i mean we were all kind of good at it but we would like we would have a meeting and terry's on set and we're prepping an episode and we don't know if the clock should be there, but if the clock is there, then mm. whatever, the window should be right. dark, whatever. Yeah. And then we just go, <laughs> okay, somebody get Terry. Terry comes in. Hey, what's up, guys? Should the clock be there in 1965? He goes, yeah, because in 1958, he left like just instantly. He right. knows what's right. up. And then goes, okay, is that it? Goes back to set. Yeah. Just remarkable. That's cool. Terry, Terry Montal is a, a remarkable. That's dude. amazing. And that's inspiring. I think that for me, like I, I felt pushed to do more and do better and 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 dedicate more brain power to the show because of our showrunner like that i felt like to keep up to his level and to deliver the passion he had for it is that i want to make it good and and it's something also that i hadn't i don't think i knew going into it or had because i hadn't done television was he reminded me he's like remember you are like the visual like like sort of uh you know keeper of the show mm-hmm. that that if anything isn't right or you are concerned like you come to me because he's not mm-hmm. always there yeah but yeah. I, it made me realize like oh i actually have that power i hadn't really thought of it that way that mm-hmm. i'm actually representing him mm-hmm. on set oh, in in that sense in that sense and that's an interesting point you bring because I, I felt that for example on titans and and dave and i felt that on um on on 12 monkeys but i still struggle like on, <laughs> you go to a show mm-hmm. and and you I feel that the 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 position of the cinematographer on each uh, television show is kind of it's it's constantly redefined show to show almost. Uh, it might be just my perception, and you know, people who are more experienced are kind of just like, oh, it's all going to settle into into where it needs to be. But what is the job? Because I was told, and I accepted uh, it as a as the the way you said it, where we're kind of the keepers of the visual style yeah and the the visual and, and the look of the show sure which we are in on, on a movie too but we're, we're there with the director all the time right yeah but here the the main director will call him the showrunner you know like the person is who kind not of there is not there so so that's why it's even more important but then dealing with with you know 95 percent of the time you have directors who really understand this uh and uh and there's no issue but when there is an issue you know how do you deal with that is a is a very complex thing, it is you know? it's hard it's because i'm not used to running somebody in compl- you know just saying hey you know like tattletailing on yeah somebody. because that's kind of <laughs> silly but in a way is that the job you know kind of like no no this is how we do this right. do you mi- what, what i struggle with is like do we miss um something by saying we don't do that you know we don't meaning meaning we're kind of like like missing a chance to do something yeah something something maybe better or or different or you know like i'm obsessed with straight lines and no little cameras stuff like that but sometimes and i've i've seen it firsthand where like you know director comes but just take a look at it from here yeah now look at it from there it's a better shot but I was just fixating on my straight lines. I mean, and if you've been in that place where they convince you, and you're like, actually, you're right, that is better. Oh yeah, yeah, many times. Like I, I, I actually kind of love it and hate it. I hate the part that I, I actually 
could not bring myself to realize this. this yeah like why am i so, but that that's what series also work kind of does to you or i guess if you're not strong enough because <laughs> i'm not sometimes uh where you just kind of sit there and, and you just fall into these patterns and then you have to kind of maybe every month you have to wake up your, uh, yourself up and say no no hey hey let's look at this space differently turn everything off you know or right or give me that you know like i have a viewfinder but like I'll just walk mm. around the set for for a minute, or you know, uh, I I think that becomes especially when we go from series to series. Yeah, which sometimes like I always think that I'm not gonna do that, but I've been doing it five years now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, like you just finish one, start another, finish one, start another. It it just becomes you go into your defaults, and I hate that. I don't. I know. Wanna, I, I don't want to yeah. go into that. You know? I feel I struggle with the same thing, and it's like, how do I not do that? And I think part of it is to take enough time in between that you that you erase those those things. Can you think of an example of something where you you had to really do your homework to try and or it forced you to do homework that you had to invent something new or think of a way of doing something that because you had to recreate a place or a time? Yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, when we did monkeys, we had to do that quite often, and and um, there was a. Uh, Dave Green actually directed that episode, uh, which took place in the seventies. Mm. And uh, I mean, what's more fun than referencing seventies movies and and shirt, et cetera? It's like the, yeah. the period that we all love. <laughs> um, but then you look at you look at photographs from the seventies, and you look at movies from the seventies, and that can be very deceiving because the medium becomes obviously part of that uh, look. Mm. In, in in many ways, I mean the film stock and and you know or the the the, the paper they printed on etc. Um, and that adds to the look because the light really, and that's what I concluded <laughs> in the seventies and the eighties, looks very similar to the light now in the interiors and obviously the exterior was the same, but yeah. the color palettes were different. Uh, in terms of what people wore and what and, people and wore, what interiors. the environments were like. Yeah. So therefore, you know, like we have this perception of seventies and you know, like these pastel tertiary colors, etc. And, and yes, that's because of the design of the of the era. But the light was really the same. But we used the light to kind of reinforce that, mm. and we use the you know desaturation or or any kind right. of image technique to sure. to to reinforce that. And then what was really fun was to to kind of go with that expectation of, of the warm, I don't know, tobacco-like look mm. uh, for the seven, and then just kind of remove the tobacco and make it cool and, and cyan. Interesting. And all of a sudden, it's the 70s because the wardrobe is 70s. And then you just you realize that how much that design actually is influencing the reality of you shooting that particular set. Right. Because now you turned off. The expectation of the, the 70s, 70s warm look. Yes. But it still is 70s. It's still the 70s. Right? right. That's interesting. So in the 70s, if you shot something with a cyan filter, whatever, you know, just um, then then you would have basically erased the 70s look. Well, right. not really, you know. <laughs> so so it's, I, I liked, you know, when we did Nightfall, it's 1340s um, in Paris. Um, and... Uh, so what did that look like? I mean, okay, so reference paintings. Um, tiny windows on these castles, actually much smaller than what we built. Yeah. So we're already going, you know, we had this room with giant windows because we chose to do that. Mm. And nobody's going to pick at that. But really, 
They but had they had small windows. They had tiny windows for heat and all kinds of reasons. Security and and then you get to a point. Yeah, exactly. And then you get to a point. You're like, okay, but let's read about the period because that's a lot of fun. So I'm reading about Knight Templars and uh, and and uh, I'm reading about castles at that time. And then you discover that the most prominent thing in those castles was the stench <laughs> that was present in those castles because the hygiene was adult, like not present at all. No. Like it was it was horrible and where i thought in the real castles in czech republic and around uh we would go to real castles sometimes uh and i would open these holes i'm like oh that's how they defended the walls and they're like no no that's where they 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 went like that's number two that's the bathroom yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the bathroom and you're like what how can that be so but it's but that actually in a weird way informed a lot of things because i went to uh the designer who's absolutely brilliant and knew everything about the period more than i ever will um, and I said, well, how come, you know, our castle is actually quite clean, uh, but there's this stench. He goes, yes, there's a stench because there's that moat around, etc. But they had so many servants that all they did all the time is clean for the royal family. Right. So it has to be clean. And then we, you know, kind of looked at it together. I'm like, yes, but how are we going to ever convey that to the audience because that fireplace is perfectly clean. Right. And the expectation is that there are some, you know, dark spots in this, you know, like mm-hmm. they actually, and he goes, yeah, yeah. And in regular houses and like, you know, the lower you went, the dirtier it was, but these guys had servants. clean. So we had to find a medium right. between what visually would make sense and what it really made sense. And right. historically, that's interesting. Um, and that, that was actually, a, that was so much fun or, or, you know, candlelight, uh, we invented these oil lamps that, that were six-pronged kind of, um, what do we call them? Uh, uh, octop- uh, yeah, they were eight-pronged, like octopus oil lamps. Okay. They didn't exist, right. but they looked very kind of strange and belonged to the period. So sure. they just, you know, molded them and, and made a bunch of them. And, and we edged uh, the rooms with firelight everywhere wow. Wow. and just lit the faces. Right and base and and you know what the perimeter is lit with with flame and the, yeah, yeah just like you know I I, I often say to designers especially uh, to to Andro the design the Czech designer who did uh, Nightfall I was like you know you you light these spaces I'll just light the face yeah you know? yeah yeah um and and that's kind of what we did a lot of times and and that seemed so authentic but it was actually nothing. <laughs> Like what it really was like, right? But you're <laughs> selling the idea of it. You're it's... just selling the idea, and that's my point. You yeah. know, so it's seventies. If you sold the idea of the seventies, it's thirteen yeah. hundreds because you sold the idea of thirteen hundreds, and you know the the face of the peasant is dirty, and you that might just be enough. Yeah, you know, right? And the royal is very clean. Yeah, that different. Yeah, that that yeah. that contrast. Yeah, it's interesting because I find that the uh, you know when when you're faced with those those sort of challenges if you want to call them that of, of, of where do i start with a look like that is that often it's like well what was the real place like mm-hmm. if you starting with that and like doing the research of like well what how was it what would it really look like mm-hmm. and then working your way backwards into like how do i make that work into a how we're going to shoot it but it's a great it's a fun way to kind of inform yourself of like what was that place really like what was the where did the light come from i mean for me one of the biggest challenges is like okay well you know period uh, you know, pre-electricity night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's night. like, I mean, it, it's literally like the, probably one of the hardest things to try and figure out how do I do it where it doesn't look like I've lit it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's like there was no, there's no moon, like it's a moonless night. Yeah. There's yeah. no fire. There's guys on horseback riding through a forest or whatever. Yeah. 
what does that look like? Yeah. And, and it's like, how do you hide your, your, your brushstrokes or how do you hide your, your mm-hmm. hand in it? Cause mm-hmm. you obviously you have to light it mm-hmm. in a way that looks good and the actors are seen and all that, but in a way that doesn't look like, Oh, there's a light on a lift back there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's always the challenge of like, of that. And, and, and you, no matter how much research you do about what period that period was like night is night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. So it's yeah. like, yep. ah, it's a crazy one. It's tough. That, that sourceless, you know, how do you do that sourceless night? It's just a, at some point, like you just have to push everybody to buy that convention and hope they did. And then, you know, you can have kind of three quarters soft toppy night if you like, cause it's yeah. soft and doesn't, it's underexposed, but, or, yeah. or on monkeys, we always did like a very, not hard, but I mean, it ended up being hard because we were always on lifts and 18s in backlight. We were mostly in urban environments. Mm. So we just edged the people. And then when they came to strategic spots, they, they had the light. They had light on them, But yeah. that was our, our convention. And just, it was there. And people, you know, it was. It worked. It just worked. Yeah. You know, nobody nobody worried about that. But then on Nightfall, I, I had similar things with it. Like, you know, Night Castle, three people attack. Oh, God. You yeah. Know? Yeah, you know, the moment moment you put some light on that castle, the castle that looks so great now all of a sudden looks a little bit like it's styrofoam. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> how do we do that? Or, or you have my my favorite is because I love having writers on set because you get so many questions answered. Yeah, and uh, and also ideas flow, and then they they will also revise certain things because they'll now see it kind of. It's yeah, it's real for them. That's right. right. And they they really kind of you know I mean they ruled the the the, the television industry, um, and so so they they have the power to to change things for the better right right there and then mm. uh, after a suggestion and, and I've never actually I've always had so much fun uh, with writers um, and we would look at stuff and I go on nightfall especially I'd go okay Ethan. Can't, I need a torch there. He goes, they wouldn't put it on the outside of the of the castle. I'm like, these guys are stupid. They're putting it there. He goes, okay, <laughs> got it. <laughs> but, but then, they, but then they see and they understand why. Yeah, they, they do. I mean, it's, you know, they, you know, they know you're up against, like you, you explain it or sometimes you don't even have to explain. It. You, you got to do it yeah. um, as long as you sell it. But that's that magic that, that gives, you know, we started with talking about the anxiety of the DP or the film, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. But that, or, or you know, a painter, like, starts a painting. Jesus, yeah. like, is it going to be good or bad? Or is, it, yeah. is he ever or she going to look at it? Uh, and then uh, that anxiety drives you. That's the difference between the time on a, te- doesn't matter what size really television show and what size movie. Mm-hmm. But when you do a movie, and let's say that movie's, I don't know, six weeks, yeah. you know, so it's not a big movie usually have six weeks of prep for a very good reason as well. Um, and uh, so even on that small movie, you're with the director and the writer and all these people, everybody's together. Yeah. And we're figuring stuff out. Why is this here? What can we do? What does this represent most yes. importantly? Yeah. Like what's the idea behind it so we can all fit? On a television, usually we, we don't get the scripts in time. The director comes in you know, maybe a day behind, you yeah. know, or whatever. Yeah. And we've already, you know, looked at three locations and we think those are the best. So the director goes, okay, if you guys think that's, you know, you're making the show. But all of a sudden it's not the dialogue of, you know, that that whole process that's so important where we all understand why something is and what it wants to be, yeah. what the purpose is. We cannot help 
the the original idea because we're already in it. We're already making it. The train is without, left the station. Yeah, we, without yeah. without us figuring it out. And I get that that's the nature of it. And you know, one can say that that's an interesting thing that I I people will crucify me for this, but. Does television really need to look as good as it does nowadays sometimes? <laughs> because what we're doing is in, in eight days or nine days or whatever, 10 days, depending on the, on the series, we really, for, I mean, a large percentage of television now looks really good comparable to the movies. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, equal or sometimes even better, I would argue. Yeah. Some, some things. Um, and uh, but we do it in, in in no time, and we rush through it, and and we use all these shortcuts and sure. all of this. Sure. Uh, and then, and then, like you know, another day gets taken away. <laughs> right. You know, because look, you've done it so well. You can yeah. obviously you're doing so great. You can do it with less. Yes, exactly. And so yeah. so, but what, are we supposed to do it well then or not? Sometimes I uh-huh. ask. You know, because if we are, you know. Faced with, you know, we can't even give you that, can't give you that, and you still make it look good. Well, then next time when they take something else away, do you, are, are you, is one supposed to say, okay, I'll just make it look kind of average? Yeah. Well, you know, the moment that happens, I guess I don't need to do this job anymore, but. Right. Am I, like, what is it? What's the, the you know, what's the goal? Have you, have you found, uh, with, because of what you just said about television and, and the director coming in and like the, the scripts being, like last minute or whatever that you know you're on this you're walking into these sets where you you never really had the time to talk about the blocking of that scene with that director and it might be a set you've only been in a couple times before maybe it's a new set and then the actors come in and they have their input on the blocking and oftentimes you'll see this crazy complicated thing in a blocking and then it's the first time you've ever seen it yeah and it's like well if i had known we were going to do this i would have done i would have done this whole differently i yeah. would have put lights in a different place or whatever but now it's like, okay you got like 20 minutes to make this work now yeah or exactly. 45 minutes or whatever and the ad is like oh how long how long do you need yeah, I'm yeah. Like, i don't know i just saw this for the first time yeah. it's it's a it's a dilemma because i think it drove it became almost a style i mean no it became part of the style i guess the the the, the, the necessity kind of Push me to to have a little bit of a of a style in that way. I I I rig no lights, hmm. even in the studios. Right, I remember like, reading that. You said a, a you would have bit. a grid. No, we we wouldn't like we would just plug it and then everything is from the floor, uh, for that very reason. And you know the moving lights are part of that. You know, right? And, because you're not you're not using what's above. No, and and you know if we did if we if I if I had an idea of what the blocking would be, but we never discussed it, and I lit something well then guess what that blocking has to go there because that's what i live you're handcuffed you know? to where i put the lights yeah and, yeah and you know i handcuff everybody and we are in the same it's interesting from different direction various people are in a different in the in the same situation because these actors often sometimes they have a th- read through and that's it sometimes they don't even have that right? yeah so now they come and they go i have this idea and i never could communicate it to anybody so here's the here's my chance so i'm gonna say it and Guess what? Sometimes or oftentimes they have a, this excellent idea. Yeah, you're like, of course. So that's exactly what we should do. Perfect. It that way. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, go into the corner that's not lit and really not finished, you know, but <laughs> makes sense that you're there, you know, like yeah. I'm not. Um, and then, you know, I have to shoot from the wrong side and I have to light it, fl- like light it flat and all of this. But it makes sense what he or she's saying. Or, or the director will come and, and then be forced to change something based on what somebody else has said, yes. even if you had a chance to talk about it. And then that time comes in. We didn't have time to prep it. 
Now we're there. We have very little time to actually block it. Yeah. And let's not talk about it too much because we don't have time. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, let's start shooting. What are we shooting? And then then I'm lighting or we're lighting something that, and, and you know, figuring out the shots of something that's not really worked out. And then we're constantly working it out without any time to where the process is done properly. Like we, we, we're... We're disrespecting the process and respect the process is a very important sentence, you know. <laughs> um, and then and then it looks still looks decent, you know, not not right. maybe terrible, but not great, but yeah. it's okay. And then the next one where we actually block it a bit better, that one's gonna look that scene's gonna look even better. And right. And then I'm not I'm, sometimes I'm not sure that that the point is, you know, we, we sometimes something's made, but it's. The content of it is not as good as it could have been if we just had another twenty minutes. Yeah, right. Or, or if you had, you know, the argument for what if the actors came in on the weekend and spent like an afternoon with the director yeah. and actually walked through this. I mean, we've done that. Some some directors will do that, and they then they when they come to set, they already know they're blocking. They're like, we're going to be, we know we're going to be, and that saves a million. And I'm like, why don't we do that all the time? Yeah. Like, let's like that build that into the schedule so that we're not on the day we're not. Standing mm-hmm. there for forty five minutes, figuring out how to block this scene. They exactly. could have come in for like an hour on a Sunday yeah. and figured it out. Or, or you know that all like you know, we, the director and the DP sit uh, during prep and they kind of figure out the blocking and then they communicate that to the actors during that prep and they right. go, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Or right. They, and now there's a conversation. So the blocking is is evolving. There's an idea of it that is there, and then you know, once you come to set, not a single soul. Is surprised with the blocking, yeah, and then it can change <laughs> right. because now we're so ready, you know, like you're starting from somewhere, yeah. We 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 have a reason, uh, but that that's completely missing, and and there is also a, you know, there's a whole um, thing of how much do we care that this is really good? So there's a bunch of us who care so much, yeah, that this is good, and then I start wondering, well, who doesn't, and if they don't, why not? And, and like, and you start breaking that down, and then you realize that you're too um, far removed from, you know, big deals that are made in regards to, you know, how the show is made, etc. So it's not even your place to figure that out. So just do the best job you can. You know, kind of go back to right. <laughs> to the essence. That's usually the thing that frustrates me the most on in television is just is that feeling of if only I had known <laughs> before what this was going to be, I would have done a better job of it. Mm-hmm. Like I feel mm-hmm. like now I'm just sort of making it up on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it could have been better. But... Uh, so so that, that thing, sorry to interrupt you, but, uh, but I think I've now decided that part of the the, the style is that I'm going to make it up on the spot no matter what. Like, I, I, I will use that. As the style. M- as the style, meaning that, you know, I'll make it up because the lights are going to be on the floor. So I know that. So the blocking, I'll only make sure that I have somewhere to put the lights and then... They can kind of go anywhere else they, you know, they think. And I'll ins- if it's if it's horrifyingly terrible and we can- we will never make it in two and a half hours, then I'll 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 make sure I change it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like I kind of you kind of account account that in. I'm gonna make it up as we go. But that stress is also insane. It is insane. Like I, I every blocking, I'm I'm really stressed. Yeah, of course, me too. So because then and then there's always that thing of like them turning and saying, well, how much how much time do you need? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I don't know, like 20 minutes. I don't know, half an hour. Like it's something in there. I can't. It'll be somewhere in that range. Yeah, and and when we get to that point and it's good enough, we'll shoot. Yeah, yeah. you know that's kind of what you end up with. 
But then you have, I mean, I, I again on Nightfall, I had I had a director who's used to a different thing, and he shoots his own movies. Uh. He says like usually he'll turn around in about five minutes, and he really expects that. And I, you know, at some point, like you know, the director's also not your boss on a TV series, so that's a difficult concept as well. So it's, the, it's a longer conversation. But it's like okay, well, you can expect that, but that will most likely not. That's not going to happen. Uh, and what we did on Nightfall, for example, I, I realized how wrong I was about that too, because on average, we're done it with all the moving lights and crazy shit. Like we were done about seven minutes. Like we'd turn around rooms in seven minutes because everything was from the floor and every light just had a person carrying it. Right. So we just walk right. into positions right. and <laughs> lights through the windows. And it did happen. And, he, and, 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 and you know, the, we became friends. Uh, the director and I, and uh, and he's like, see, see, you can do it. I'm like, I, where do I start explaining that this is a minor miracle we're doing this? But yeah. like, what does that even mean? How can sure. I even say that? You yeah. Know? What are you excited about most with Titans? Like, what's what's the for this season? Like, what's the the the, the biggest change or new thing you're excited about? Well, I think uh, we'll have some some new exciting characters. Uh, we'll have the old characters, which who will even more grounded in the story of it. I'm being very careful. Of course. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and uh, and I, I'm, I'm very excited. We had re- a really good group of actors, and I know they will take these characters to another level, um, mm. you know, because comic book characters, you can, you can make a tiny little misstep, and, and it can read not real. It's actually, yeah, it's, it, yeah it, 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 right. These people really, like, our actors really invested everything they had into making sure that that's uh, really perfect, you know, or, you know, that they put everything they, they could into it. Um, and uh, and we'll have some new new big sets. Yeah. Uh, we are going to be in a different environment, in different city. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, or cities. Um, I'm also, uh, we're also trying to figure out how to do, we, we do a, a lot of driving. And uh, Brendan Stacy and I, um, I think, failed every time doing the the driving scenes. <laughs> um, there's only one that's kind of half decent, and uh, Vin and Boris and that one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> you talking? This is like like process work. Like? Pro, no, not process work, but like we like we do rear projection. Yeah, right. Uh, and I think rear projection is the worst thing in the world. Um, Why? Because I don't. Well. It's the worst thing in the world because I don't know how to do it. Right. Uh, <laughs> but mean uh, you don't think it looks real, or it, it's just it never looks real to me. I just I struggle. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll do it and and you know for a scene and it's great. And then so you're talking about like LED wall kind of projection, that kind of. So thing? we want to change because we did it in different ways. We did with the green, then we did regular projection, then we did something else, and then now we're gonna do LED wall mm. and laser projection. We're we're working on finding like that's our challenge for the season to make m- make it better um and do you find that with every show that there's like there's some technical thing that you're okay we didn't do it well last year this year i'm gonna we want to do it better we're gonna like spend this time in prep to like crack that nut somehow yeah yeah uh, i think i think there has to be always like a couple of things like that that one thing yeah. that like we're gonna do this better yeah and, and one one bigger thing one big yeah, exactly thing, yeah. yeah and um and that's that's our biggest challenge for for this year. We want to keep our color palette. We want to kind of evolve in, in that sense. I I, um, I would like the show to go into 
a little more desaturation, a little more um, cinematic look. I hate saying that. I just said it. Uh, <laughs> I hate saying that because what's cinematic? You know, cinematic. It is, is a broad term. Yeah, it's like you know, breaking the waves is cinematic, but so is Lawrence of Arabia. Right. But they they're from different universes. But you also so said grounded too. So how like how do you, so how do you bring grounded and cinematic together? Well, grounded and cinematic can work really well. For example, here's a, just a, a simple uh, uh, taxi driver is uh, very cinematic and it's very grounded because mm-hmm. I believe that he exists and right. he's grounded in the sense that he's in this real New York with real people. And I believe these real looks, environments. Yeah, it looks almost like a documentary in that sense. Uh-huh. But it doesn't have to look like a documentary as, as long as you believe that these people are as real and everyday as possible or they yeah. live in environments that are like that or even if they don't how they behave in these environments mm. etc so you can be ground it can be grounded in many ways you're, you're absolutely right mm. um we are also trying to we're probably gonna we're gonna shoot it partially anamorphic mm. and partially spherical and we'll probably go 240 oh interesting uh, this overall time. like the whole overall yeah wow. yeah um last year we did two for one yep um which was fun. That's a cool uh, format. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, listen, when Storaro proposed it, everybody laughed or whatever they did, and <laughs> here we are, many yeah. years later. Yeah, and it still exists. It's still and it's it really like now it's a Netflix thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I like, I like that. Uh, but I think you know, I think everything should be two four zero because mm. that's kind of the coolest, most cinematic. Sure. Again, you know. Right. Um. And uh, what else are we going to do? We're in the same studios. We're struggling with that uh, because they're not really great studios. So we're trying to figure out ways how our sets are going to, you know, so they can be large sets where we incorporate these crazy columns and so, et cetera. Right. Um, and we have a lot of uh, directors coming back from uh, who are available to, to come back to us. Um, we want to even push more that are kind of, we, we started with that kind of, properly cut off framing mm-hmm. um i'm obsessed with that because i think you know there's only there's only a cowboy and a close-up and a medium close-up everything else doesn't exist right <laughs> uh but so so but like you can put somebody in a cowboy and have, have huge headroom mm-hmm. uh but if you if you cut them in the waist and have huge headroom i think that's i struggle with that right but as long as you cut somebody properly do whatever you want with, with other stuff that could so we want to Push the style more more in that direction as well. well. We did, but like we want to do more of that. Sure, make it a little more avant garde while while trying to to keep the groundedness of it, and you know maybe maybe even light a little, light a little like push that light a little bit more away from people, mm. so it's a little more real. Because I I'm I'm very guilty of uh, bringing that light a Mix little off too really close. close. Right. Yeah. I, I mean I enjoy that sure. so much that sometimes I have to like think about it and go, but that is now not. Re- it's very pretty, but not you know sure. necessarily real. So that kind of self control. So there's a lot of things to be excited about, and and, and you know, and story elements are going to be very cool. Um, and we have you know people are excited to make it, and people were excited to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we do a good job. That's great. Yeah. Well, I should let you get back to. Your prep. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for coming today. Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. It's going to be good.